This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. Mr Patton, what do you think of the idea of a war now? I'll take that as a yes. Very well, it's war. War it is. That's it, Chris. It's war. War has broken out. This is a war. That's it. Yes, it's war. The starting gun has been fired, the posters are up, the pamphlets are out and the babies are getting ready to be kissed. After weeks of false starts, election 2016 is upon us. Hello there, it's Gavin Riley here at the Today FM studios in Dublin and every weekday throughout the election campaign I'll be here with a daily digest of what's been going on as election 2016 kicks into gear. We had been told today would be D-Day for the 31st stall but it did have a timetable of business set out at least until lunchtime but nonetheless Enda Kenny went into the house as soon as it began at half nine and called an immediate halt to the day. That's a call out. I wish to inform the house as a matter of courtesy that I am proceeding immediately to Arsenal to advise the President, pursuant to Article 13 of the Constitution, to dissolve Thal Aaron and to summon the incoming Doyle to meet at 10.30am on Thursday the 10th of March 2016. Five years ago, there was great grandstanding and gravitas in how the doll was dissolved. Brian Cowan had already told TDs it was going to be their last day. The opposition leaders therefore got a chance to say their goodbyes and begin the election campaign on a slightly more formal note. Today, there was no such luck. As soon as Enda Kenny had said what he wanted to say, that was it. He and Joan Burton were out like rockets, and the opposition leaders, expecting to get a few words, tried at least to be able to say goodbye. But that's all she wrote. Jerry Adams couldn't even be heard looking for his cupola fuckle as the mics were turned down on the 31st dole for good. It was in some ways a slapdash and undignified end. Some opposition leaders afterwards were peeved at not getting a chance to send good wishes to their retiring colleagues. But there was one little parallel with Brian Cowan's departure five years ago. Here is the rest of what Enda Kenny told the House on his way out. To those members of the House who are not seeking re-election, I wish every success and happiness in the future. I wish all other members well in their endeavours to return to the House. The loyal of Rijakatya, Ton Taraktaki, Kahamemihola Ardu, Gunari Liverfad, Invorirakti, Kurmagif. Those words are a slight contortion of a poem by the old Irish poet Antono Raftery. It's the same poem that Brian Cowan cited in his own last words to the doll five years ago. And this Chaktanarig began Lloyd Dolphinchina, is Teresa Nafela Breeder. But of course, there was one thing that Enda Kenny didn't tell us in the doll. That was the date of polling itself. And as you'll know, there has been some fighting about that. Labour wanted it to be on Friday the 26th of February. Fine Gael flirted with putting it the previous day, a Thursday. But the announcement didn't come in the doll. Believe it or not, it actually came on Twitter. Chief Whip Paul Kyo spoiled the news at 9.56. The Taoiseach himself then announcing it in a video at 9.58. And no sooner had he said it in the video that polling would be on Friday the 26th of February, he launched straight away into a defence of his economic record. Five years ago, when I had the honour of becoming Taoiseach, Ireland was on the verge of collapse. 300,000 people lost their jobs, the public finances were out of control, tens of thousands of our family members and friends were leaving in search of work and Ireland's international reputation was in tatters. You gave us a clear mandate to fix our public finances and get our people back to work. 
Five years on, we still have many challenges and the job is not yet finished. But working together, we have made real progress. Our public finances are back on track. The economy is growing again, faster than any other country in the EU. 135,000 more people are back at work. And there is no more bailout, no more troika and no more dead banks. So Ireland is now clearly moving in the right direction. And while the Dáil got to terms with his quick demise, Enda and Joan were busy. Off they went to government buildings for one final photo call before they went their separate ways. Tisha, will this government be back? Tisha, will you be back in office? Not goodbye. <laughs> this is not goodbye, he said. But as the Taoiseach made his way to the Phoenix Park with his Garda escort, Joan was left looking a little bit idle, left behind to speak to the media alone. But again, she wasted no time in talking about the economy. We inherited a ruin and we've uh, rebuilt it. Uh, yesterday's unemployment figures down to 8.6% uh, from a high of over 15% uh, is a real indication uh, that people all over Ireland are getting back to work, they're getting employment and they're opening up businesses. And that's happening not just in the city areas but right across the country. Uh, in addition, we're investing and we have ambitious programs programs to invest into education, into health, into housing. And uh, while uh, in the context of the constraints uh, that the government operated under, particularly in the first couple of years, we couldn't do everything we would have wished, we now have a very ambitious capital program, particularly for areas that need special attention, such as housing and health. And that was that. No sooner had Enda and Joan set the date, they immediately went about seeing other people. But given they'd spent the morning talking about the economy, it was hardly any surprise that then when the opposition parties got out, they took their chance to attack the government's economic record. Sinn Féin were out first with a doorstep just outside government buildings at 11 o'clock. First thing Gerry Adams was asked was, why go there? Gerry, do you think you'll be in this building as T-shirt on the 10th of March? We don't know. Uh, That's the will of the people. I don't know this is the first day of the election. Apart from my own constituency and election launches, I have on campus, so we know, and that's the interesting thing about elections. Nobody knows. Would you like to be? Of course, I would like to serve the people in whatever capacity, and if it's their wish, I I will come forward. But once he got that out of the way, it was back to basics. His decision to call this election is probably the best decision he's made as a a Taoiseach, and that the election day is essentially the people's day. And we are hopeful that the people will make the right choices and will vote for our party and vote for uh, the right to change uh, candidates to elect a progressive government. Sinn Féin is is committed to ending property tax, to ending water charges. We we have a plan for universal health care, for social housing, for building uh, public services. And essentially, you know, this is a choice between whether you want a society which is fair and equal and has decent public services or whether we have more of the same that we've seen under Fine Gael and Labour. An hour later, Fianna Fáil brought us to their new election headquarters at the bottom of Mount Street, where Micheál Martin accused the government of trying to steal credit for Fianna Fáil policy. Micheál, this government is going to be campaigning on keep the recovery going. Uh, do you not accept that the, go- the country is in a much better position now than it was five years ago? It is, but this government didn't create that recovery. In fact, the government voted against the key measures that were taken by the previous government government in terms of closing the deficit, in terms of stabilising the banking situation, and now subsequently claimed credit for it. Uh, So they're claiming credit for measures that they opposed uh, over 70% of the correction that was required. They opposed it tooth and nail before the election, and they promised 
that there was an alternative way, that there was a different way. Now, we all know they broke their promises uh, to an extraordinary degree. Now, Fianna Fáil's not running enough candidates to be able to form a government alone, even if every single one of them got elected, which, of course, they almost certainly won't. Its campaign manager, Billy Kelleher, has set a target of 35 to 40 seats. But it seems Micheál Martin might be setting his sights just a little bit higher. Well, we're not limiting uh, our ambition in relation to the number of seats that we can win. I think we've learned already in terms of the crisis in opinion polling in the United Kingdom and the United States uh, that we need to realise that the campaign has now started. Polls are not elections. And the campaigns take on a dynamic all of their own. We discover this in the local elections. We discovered it in by-elections. And that's a key uh, point from our perspective. And we would be surprisingly competitive in constituencies that people haven't even forecasted that we would be in. So we're competing in every single constituency in the country. We'll be seeking two seats in quite a number of them, as well as obviously seeking seats in constituencies where we don't have seats at the moment. After lunch, as Labour went walkabout in Clontarf, Fine Gael held its own first press conference, slightly marred by a wonky audio system and some complaints that only three journalists got to ask some questions. So, with apologies for the poor audio quality, here is a little sample of what Michael Noonan had to say about the opposition parties. The problem with the opposition's position is they opposed everything we did when we were putting these policies in place. They voted against them all the time. Now they're up very brave and they're going to spend the money that these policies have generated. But, and they're also committed to changing the policies. When they change the policies, they will not get the resources. And, you know, they, have a, they, they need to answer how changing policies that, in my view, will destroy the economy. I mean, the Sinn Féin formula will destroy the economy. You won't get the growth, you won't get the employment, and you won't get the resources. And yet they're committing to spend so you'll have another fiscal crisis after a couple of years and our deficits will be running back up towards, towards 7%. The whole campaign isn't going to be just fought on government versus opposition. In fact, today, there was a little bit of needle between the two government parties themselves. Earlier today, Leo Varadkar confirmed that the plans for universal GP care are going to be shelved. He doesn't think that there are simply enough doctors to be able to treat everyone for free all the time. Instead, it's going to be limited to under-18s and over-65s. So adults of a working age basically will still have to pay for their doctor's care. Here is what Joan Burton had to say about that. Why don't we actually then train up more GPs with some of the smartest, best educated young people in Western Europe? We know, for instance, that when the OECD produced their recent uh, survey on uh, numeracy and uh, proficiency in maths, uh, that Ireland's ratings had soared for the first time in 30 years. So let's have a future for those bright young people. Here, and again, sorry for the poor audio quality, is what Enda Kenny had to say in response. I think it's, uh, it's it's realistic. Obviously, it, it, negotiations have to take place with the uh, with the unions here, uh, and the the scale of what's involved, given the numbers of doctors that are coming through, uh, in the minister's opinion, would overwhelm the existing system. So to get it to the next phase will be to have all under 18s uh, covered with free GP services. Now it's perhaps no surprise that the first day was dominated by the economy, although with all the discussion of the long-term economic plan that Fine Gael is putting forward, it did come as a little bit of a surprise that Andy Kenny was a bit flaky on its details when he was questioned today. The plan is finally being unveiled tomorrow, that's 10 or 11 days after we heard about it relentlessly at the party's Ardèche in City West, but Andy Kenny was asked a technical question today about what's called the fiscal space. Now, to explain, fiscal space is basically the guess that every party is putting forward about how much money 
money they'll be able to spend, above what they already are, over the next five years while they're still able to balance the books. Now, Fia Kelly from the Irish Times reckons that Fine Gael's spending plans don't quite add up. He asked the Taoiseach about it. This is what the Taoiseach had to say. Well, look, uh, I'm not going to get into economic jargon here, which the vast majority of people don't actually understand. We're talking here about monies that are not available now. What we're talking about here are the, the generation of resources that the next government uh, will have at its disposal. And you cannot have any of that. You cannot meet the targets that are set out here unless you have an economy that's actually thriving and that's well-structured, driven by a government that's clear and, and, and that is stable. And that plan is out tomorrow, so presumably we'll get the full details then. But I did think that audio was just worth sharing with you. And Kenny saying he doesn't want to get into jargon because punters wouldn't understand it. But he was speaking to a room full of journalists and it is our job to understand that jargon. So there you go. Now perhaps there is something to be forgiven in what the Taoiseach said. There is an old saying in politics that it's only when you're sick of saying something that the public are beginning to really hear you say it. Now Jared Howland knows a little bit about that. He was an advisor to the governments of Bertie Ahern. He was on the last word this evening speaking to Matt Cooper. Various words keep coming in all the time. Is this just a thing that happens in all elections that the spin doctors and the maestros tell the politicians they must reinforce this message all the time that some of us may hear it a hundred times but some people don't hear it once or twice and they have to use that opportunity. Well repetition is far more important in terms of messaging propaganda call it what you want than originality and I think any original thinking in relation to this campaign has been done and completed and now for every hour of every day left it's all about repetition and if you want to communicate cohesively uh, across uh, 21 days across 40 constituencies you do have to keep repeating and that's I predict precisely what they will do. Now obviously in elections you're going to hear an awful lot from politicians themselves and there's three weeks of that still to come and they're the people looking for the vote. But at Today FM we are also keen to make sure that we hear from you, the listener and the voter. Now throughout the campaign we're going to be hitting the road in Today FM's Talking Taxi, hearing from voters about their concerns and picking their brains on the issues of the day. Tomorrow Helen Vaughan will be in Dunboyne so keep an eye out for her if you're in the neighbourhood. Today she was in UCD, a place close to my own heart, to hear from some students there, many of them voting in a general election for the first time about what they want from election 2016. Hi, my name is Owen Duffy. I'm from Balnath, County Mayo and I'm studying mechanical engineering in UCD. I have eight brothers and four sisters so I have a pretty big family. A lot of them have left home. One brother's living in Canada, another in Australia, two in England and I have a sister in Brussels as well so scattered all around the world. The first passenger in our talking taxi is a student from Mayo called Owen who rents a house with two other Owens in Goatstown. He finds studying in Dublin is very expensive. For me, it was not getting a grant. My dad was unable to get it because he was he had the income just above what entitled you for a grant. So I suppose I lost out there. His fellow students, also from outside Dublin, agree. The accommodation is brutal. Like When you're in a house with a family already, it's touch and go, like you're trying to get everything done in college before you go back to the house, and then to go back to the house and get dinner when they're not getting dinner and come back in for a train or something then. Like. I think, to be honest, if they make it easier in terms of like bursaries for things like transport and grocery shopping as well, because like all of that is so expensive here. But to have to pay for like your food and your transport and everything like that as well. And bursaries for school books and stuff. What I did do was apply for student welfare fund from UCD Students' Union. They were a huge help. and I'd recommend anyone who is finding it difficult to source any sort of funding because I was, at the time, I was stuck for money. So what are their thoughts on the next government? No, I can't say I've any preferences 
be honest, they're, they're all one's as bad as the next. There aren't like fixed morals for every party that it's like we're going to do specifically this and we're going to do specifically that. It's like, to be honest, it's all kind of blurred into the one mingle and instead you're voting for a person rather than a party because it's harder to figure out which is going to do what for you. I just, I would not like to see Andy Kenny in government again. Why do you want him to go back in? He's from your area. He's not really, he's from Castlebar. He hasn't done a whole pile for Castlebar either, as well as that, what he's done for the people, including taxes. And I can keep going on because everybody goes on about it, but he's not really Helen Vaughan, Today FM News at UCD in Dublin. Finally, just a couple of other quick odds and ends to wrap up before we leave you today. Vincent Brown will be off the agenda for a month, and of course we do wish him well in his recovery. And with him off the agenda, the Taoiseach says he is, of course, happy to do whatever TV debates he can fit in over the campaign. Now, RTE Today announced they'll be doing two debates, one on Monday the 15th with the leaders of the seven major parties that are currently in the Dáil, and another on Tuesday the 23rd, three days before polling, with the four major leaders. Now, Enda Kenny's been a little bit shy about head-to-head TV debates for the last five years, but today he pinned his colours firmly to the mast. Of course, in the last number of elections, we participate in all of the uh, debates that take place, uh, and they're currently being worked out with the public service broadcasters. I've got a list of, uh, a list of uh, requests here from here at the door. So whatever, whatever is agreed between the the parties and the broadcasters, I'd be very happy to participate in the debates, of course. Why wouldn't I? Although it is worth noting that this evening on the 6-1 News, Gerry Adams, Micheál Martin and Joan Burton were all available for interview. Enda Kenny wasn't, and Leo Varadkar was sent out for Fine Gael instead. And finally today, a little playful jostling between Joan Burton and her deputy as Labour leader, Alan Kelly. Now You might have seen Kelly's interview in the Sunday Independent over the weekend. That's the interview where he said, power is a drug. He compared himself to Frank Underwood from House of Cards. And it was also the interview where he questioned whether Joan Burton was actually his boss. He said, in politics, you're usually your own boss. Today he was asked again about those comments and there was a little bit of gentle ribbing from his boss, Joan Burton. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, Joan is definitely the boss of the Labour Party, trust me. And and to be honest, I must say, he's an incredibly obedient employee. (laughs) 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 Tomorrow the campaign will stay mostly financial. Uh, Labour is unveiling its plan for full employment in Drogheda, while Fine Gael unveils its much-vaunted long-term economic plan. Fianna Fáil's also outlining its plans for mortgages the parties are evidently starting as they mean to go on we'll be back again tomorrow evening with all the news analysis and gossip from the campaign trail we'll see you then for more election daily we will leave you tonight with an election song from Donegal independent candidate Tim Jackson who really couldn't have done much better than this I'm Gavin Riley. we'll see you tomorrow we're not feeling too healthy our hospitals are getting the axe right when our pockets are empty there's water charges and property tax. We're voting for Jackson. He won't mess around. We're voting for Jackson. We've had enough of those clouds. This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM.